Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The week of release. Talk shoes. Recorded live. <laughs> Hey, ladies. Hi, Hi. How are you? Good. That was how are you? Being on the call before you, it's a really exciting, you know, um, introduction. It's like like, they're heralding the queen or something. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I was I was totally distracted because I was paying bills, which is super exciting. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hold on, just a second. Okay, so how is everyone doing this week? Pretty good. Yeah, good. Kelly? Yeah. Yep. I mean, Kelly okay. and I keep keep saying every time one of us has a freak out moment, oh, wait, we should write a book about this. That's become our, <laughs> our joke, that one of these days may grow series, but I, I'm really having a hard time balancing it all right now, you know, having yeah. creative endeavors and just feeling like I've got I mean, not just not doing a good job, but like lacking love, lacking the ability to cope with it all, and uh, yeah. finding it rather, um, you know, ironic that I would even write about it, feeling uh, tempted to believe negative lies about myself, you know, people who can't do teach, and so that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> and Aww. So it's, it's been a little bit of a struggle, but I've had sick kids and a traveling husband and, um, you know, all this going on at once. Uh-huh. I, I just think, too, um, if you think about kind of the season that each of you are in, <laughs> it's, it, you know, you have a lot going on and you, ha- you do have a lot of um, not necessarily bad pressure, but just kind of pressure coming from a couple of different decorate, uh, not decorations, that'd be funny, directions, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, yeah. I, I, I think that the thing <laughs> remember is just to give yourself grace and just try to take the next right step you know mm, the next right not, step yeah just not get too overwhelmed with the process I mean in each of the cases and, and Kelly will talk about your book later on um, whenever we have our call scheduled I think it's next week um, mm-hmm. you know each of you just to remind you I mean we do have time and that's a benefit I mean usually um a lot of authors don't necessarily have the ability or time or bandwidth or foresight to bring someone like me into the equation earlier, right? Yes. So so a lot of times we're trying to do all this stuff in like eight weeks, <laughs> which, is, mm-hmm. which is way worse. So just keep reminding yourself, you know, even though um, it might feel a little bit overwhelming right now, you know, um, just kind of taking that slow and steady approach is going to benefit you in the long run Mm-hmm. Um, and it hopefully won't be um, or feel, I guess, as hectic as it might feel right now this moment. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. It just seems, no you know, every day that there are so many things to be done, not just this project, this just, not this, not just this project, but just so many balls in the air. And right. uh, that's, this, this creative life is balls in the air while you've got all these little people and one of the um, one of the 
main points in one of the chapters is um, knowing which balls to, that you, to let bounce yeah. and which ones are glass balls that you can't let bounce. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, too, I mean, it's easier said than done sometimes, but really, like, taking a step back and evaluating everything that you have going on and figuring out if there is a way um, that there are things that you could maybe delegate or pass on or just not do for a season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my clients is kind of funny. Uh, she's writing a mentoring book about face-to-face mentoring. And about what? Her book is about mentoring face-to-face. Okay. And okay. the book is coming out in like seven weeks. Okay. And we were talking the other day and she's like, I just, I have no time to do this book stuff because I'm mentoring all day. I was like, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> you might want to take a little break from that right now. And she laughs mm-hmm. herself, you know, she's like, I just can't seem to stop doing the one thing. Um, and so in that conversation, what we were talking about is that sometimes it's easier for you all as authors and creatives to do the things that are more comfortable for you. Okay. So like in her case, she kept doing the mentoring because she loved it, but also because it was more comfortable than putting a pause on that for a short time period to focus on the marketing and the launch, right? And so that's kind of my encouragement to you is just to kind of evaluate. I mean, again, we all have obligations. We have family, you know, we've got kid stuff and husbands and all sorts of stuff going on that are, that come first, of course. Um, But if there's anything else going on in your life that you might be able to kind of pull back from, from a short period of time, especially around the book release. And when do you know this? I mean, the book release time period itself is kind of hectic. So, just kind of be thinking through those things and maybe how you can edit some of that out for a season just mm-hmm. so you're not making making yourself crazy. You're not giving up creativity in order to focus on the book <coughs> launch. You're just redirecting, redirecting the energy for a short season to the book launch, which in the end is going to help other moms be creative and probably yourself, <laughs> I would think. And so just kind of don't think of it as an either or. Just think of like – almost like shifting your energy from one place to another, right? Yeah. So so for her, you know, she went and told all of her mentor, mentees, I guess is what they're called, um, just to ask for prayer for the next couple of weeks um, and that she was available for emergencies. But other than that, she needed to take a step back and she's way less crazy, like in her head, you know, in terms of everything that she had to have going on. So just think through that. I don't know what that looks like for each of you, but... One of the things that, that I'm learning is uh, letting it be okay to not write blog posts. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. There's this balance of growing your social media presence for a platform to release a book on and also just writing and, and getting so bogged down with feeling like there's this um, there's this formula you have to keep up a pace. Um, and so I've given myself a lot of permission. You know, if I if I have a week where I can be crafting a series of three or four do that, get them ready ahead of time. And Kelly and I have already talked about what are, can we choose two or three series to work on through the summer so that during those months around launch we'll have, we'll have content that pushes towards the book. And so we're already thinking about it here so that we're not going to be bombarded with it there. And if we're going to do guest posts, are there some of those things we can start working on now? And, um, and then give yourself... You don't have to have new content all the time during the, the strong push of launch. So I think mm-hmm. that allowing me to do triggers this time is teaching me, oh, I don't have to do it all. I can't do it all. So what mm-hmm. can I prepare for? And then how can I let myself just be okay with what I what I prepared for, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I was going to say, um, there's a couple things you said, so I'll try to touch base on all of them. But when you're kind of in this season of prepping for a book launch, it, it's not like how often are each of you posting on the blog? I know, Kelly, you said you hadn't. I, I can't remember what you said. I'm sorry. Oh, my notes, I'm, I'm doing one blog post a week in the newsletter a week. right now. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, hold on. Let me write that down again. And then, Wendy, what are you usually doing? I have no usual, actually. Um, okay. I like to I like to do one one a week, but um, you know, just doing these projects. Sometimes I did two a week for three weeks straight, and then I didn't do anything for four weeks. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. And and the newsletter part is well, and I don't have impressive. a newsletter up yet. Right. I was supposed to do a few weeks ago, so um, I know okay. it's coming. Okay. So just maybe consider. Um, <coughs> adjusting for a short time like the type of blog post you're posting to make it a little bit easier. Um, like, for example, if you normally write a big, long blog post, you know, whatever, 800, 1,200 words, edit, images, all that kind of stuff, maybe for a short time you can just do video updates, you know, on what's going on with the next book release or, or what's on your heart. Because um, I think both of you are fairly comfortable with video, and that might be something that's easier for you to fit into your schedule, and honestly, something a little different um, yeah. to get you know to get people to see your face and, and hear your voice, um, and it's not nearly as time consuming, in my opinion, um, because again, idea. and it doesn't have to be um, what's the word perfect, right. <laughs> like you don't have to have perfect lighting, and I, I mean, really, just trying to make sure the camera's not waving all over the place, you know that the you know the video, whatever you're recording with is steady. Um, but for the most part, you know, I, I think the longer I've done this, the more people respond to authenticity and vulnerability. And I know you're seeing that in the triggers group, you know, yeah. just, just sharing kind of those stories. And so if you can't write blog posts um, right now, then try the video um, and see if it helps a little bit. Or just do quick little updates, you know, a paragraph or something like that. Um, you know what would be a good idea possibly is to let that be the newsletter too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That way it's – because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out right now. I've talked to um, Allie. She said, how mm-hmm. do you want to market this newsletter? What are you telling them that they get mm-hmm. for signing mm-hmm. up? and and what's different than what they can just get from, you know, seeing you inconsistently on Facebook. So, right. um, you know, that might be a, a good way to to find my formula there is mm-hmm. a weekly blog mm-hmm. update on creativity and motherhood. Um, mm-hmm. And then start shifting the focus there in the newsletter first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looks like I might have about 2,500 people that I'm going to have on my newsletter here. Um because I've gotten to, I've been able to capture all these um, these people that have signed up for the various things we've done for the triggers mm-hmm. release. So um, mm-hmm. we'll mm-hmm. see how many of them hang on when I when I shift gears. <coughs> okay. Yeah. I like that idea, though. I'm going to think about that. Yeah, and then the other thing that you mentioned about um, the guest posts for each of you, and and Kelly, this is kind of crossing over to your other book too. I told you there was going to be some of this, but just just think through um, when we're when we get to the point where we're um, kind of reaching out to people for potential guest posts for the book. Um, what I usually like to do is have you list out 
like three or four topics that you could write about. And usually like a title, you know, kind of an eye-catching title, and then maybe a three or four sentence synopsis. Um, and the reason I do that is because then you guys could write, you know, in, either individually or together, those four particular blog posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then depending, because and, and, you have to be careful with SEO and the titles and all that, okay? But you could write the four, and then depending on, like, which platform said yes, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm drawing. Are you there? Up. I am. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm sorry. I just lost you. Yeah, I, I hear you. Depending on what? Uh, depending on which platform or online um, magazine or whatever says yes. You know, we can take that blog post that you've already written, and you can go in and tailor it to the audience, right? So, for example, yes. if we find a creative community of military moms, you know, you could take one of those guest posts and kind of go through it and just tweak some of the wording and the action items um, for for that particular audience, and then you know adjust the title a little bit. So that way you're not you're not hitting like SEO issues with it being used in multiple places. You're just taking the basic core content or core message and just tweaking it to fit the audience you're writing to on that particular platform. So those are things that you guys could do in advance. Um, and then also sometimes there are requests for specific, you know, topics or subjects or whatever. And that was, that's something you can write from scratch. But that might help you guys prepare a little bit because we can kind of highlight, okay, this is a potential title. This is kind of what it would cover. Does this interest you? Right, and if you right. already have kind of the core body of it kind of drafted out, it's easier to go back and edit it to fit the audience than it is to constantly rewrite a new article with new content with everything for every single person that comes your way. You know, right? Okay. Do we need to ask? Um, we both of us have been on launch teams like um, Emily Waranga. She mm-hmm. has sent out blog posts like you would choose one of these. And what yeah. it basically was was a title and a synopsis mm-hmm. and an excerpt from the book and then graphics mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, is, do you like that idea or do you like them tailored? Um, my only concern is I'm wondering um, what happened with the SEO on those, you know, the search engine optimization. Um, yeah. I think it was a good idea in principle, um, but – like if whomever posted it posted it exactly the way it was with the same title and then someone else did the same thing, mm-hmm. then Google gets really confused, even if they're on two different websites, you know? Yeah. So what I'm telling you is basically the same concept, except that um, you are customizing that for <laughs> an audience. Yeah. Which, to I be honest, is, that it wasn't very honoring. Like, it didn't honor the platform of the person who said yes, they well, liked it. That's what I was just, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you're really speaking to that person's audience, not just giving them kind of a cut and dried type of thing. Um, the other thing is, you can post, like, we can post if you'd like to use an excerpt from the book as you write a review. I mean, we mm-hmm. can do stuff like that because then if they're, they'll be having their own title and their own idea about the book and then the excerpt, you know, there's different ways you can do it. But I'm always a, um, a big believer in trying to customize things as much as possible. People are going to understand that you can't, you know, spit out 50 different blog 
hosts for guests. Like that's that's kind of astronaut astronomical. But we can give options, you know, and yeah. Like, like I said, the first option is the titles with just a three to four sentence description that you tailor to the audience. Um, another one is um, I have some interview questions I'll send you. And I usually give people the option to share a couple of those interview questions um, and then an excerpt from the book and then like a giveaway or something like that. So we're basically giving them like building blocks like yeah. to together. Um, and some people will want I mean, you could offer like a, a video interview. There's all sorts of things you can do with, with the guest posting. It doesn't have to be just straight up you writing something. There's, there's a whole um, – and when we get to working on the bigger influencer list outside of what the publisher needs, we talk yeah. a lot more about this, of how we break it apart and kind of reach out to different audiences with different requests based yeah. on them. But, yeah, um, if you guys wanted to start brainstorming that particular item, you know, what are a few titles in kind of a little synopsis of what that title could cover, then we can start, you know, kind of formulating who we might want to make that request to. And you guys can even start writing writing it, you know, if you want to. Okay. Okay. Because we have plenty of time for that. But if that will space it out for you, that's great. Okay, and then you guys sent me – okay, so I'm actually really, really excited that um, they came back and said they would do the NetGalley. Um, that's that's kind of a big deal because that means that we don't have to limit the team. Yeah. Um, I'm so I think our, bummed that they, they signed up for it, and it's not going to be ready in time for to use for my novel. I'm so bummed. NetGalley is not going to be ready for yours? No, it's, they said that they won't, like – I think they said they would have everything set up by July. Really? I didn't know it took that long. That's interesting. Okay, well, we can work around it. Um, but in, in this particular case, it just gives the opportunity to kind of not limit the team. So that's a good thing. Um, we might talk to them also about, because originally they were going to give like an extended preview, right? That was uh, uh, well, that's what they're doing for my novel. We hadn't really talked about it with this book. Okay, so they're not going to do it with this. Okay, well, we might we, we can think through that because the other thing um, is there are places like uh, Noise Trade Books. I don't know if either one of you are familiar with that one, um, or Story Cartel, where you can post like an excerpt from a book, um, and they have an email list of I don't know hundreds of thousands of people. And so they send out, you know, an email, I think it's like once a week or twice a month that has a list of the current um, material that's available for download. And what's really cool about it is um, the people who download it sign up with their email address. And so there you, you, that's a way to build your email list um, to help with the book promotion down the road. Um, and plus, if we can get the extended preview on a site like that, um, that hopefully will lead to natural interest in the book, period, right? Because it's actually a piece of the book. So I actually put that down to look into for both of you um, just to see what that process is. And I know there's usually a cost, so that's a whole other thing. You know, I have to see what Kregel's willing to, to do at this point. So, 
let's see. Um, it said we need the endorser list by April for those we need to contact, and I'll final list by July. Okay, that's fine. And then you said, okay, she said something about taking a look at the, a marketing plan. Did you guys send that to me separately? Because it wasn't in the email that I saw that you forwarded from Noelle. Or is it um, one you've already it was attached this, to This is the marketing plan. Yeah, it was attached to it. I'll send it to you right this second. Yeah, I don't think it got included in the message, like forwarded on or whatever. Yeah, so send that to me. Okay. Okay. All right. Go on. Sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I was just interested to see what they were going to do. Okay, while you're looking that up, I did speak with Allie last week, um, and she's uh, she seems pretty excited and enthusiastic and all that stuff, um, but we had a long conversation about just the importance of timelines, you know, and making sure that what needs to happen happens in a timely manner. Um, <clears throat> so, she, you know, she reiterated that She's not in a season of taking on new clients right now. She's just trying to wrap up um, and, and pay attention to the people that are already in progress. So I think, I hope that will help with some of the timeliness stuff that's been, you know, that's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Have you guys talked to her since um, <coughs> the email proposal? Um, she hasn't firmed anything up with me. There's been lots of talk about we will firm this stuff, um, just not having firmed anything up yet. But she has a couple of things that are like still outstanding uh, that she's doing with me for me. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's why I just think we ought to have a real firm timeline. What I found with her is that when there is a like a due date, she mm-hmm. usually hits it, like almost always. She mm-hmm. just pulls all nighters together, mm-hmm. um, which kind of at the know, last minute. I just need to let that be her thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that sorry, I'm trying to where in the world desktop. Um, what I need to do is what we need to do is give her um, very specific goals. Like by this day we need this, and on this day we need that back page ready for this for our launch team, and these mm-hmm. graphics must be ready for that. Um, yeah, these and other I'm, ones can be ready on a different date. Just have it really outlined and maybe yeah. choose two weeks. Like if we want to go live on March 1st with something, then we would say um, February 15th. Yeah, um, that's actually that's exactly what I was going to say is actually do it all two weeks in advance just to be on yeah. the safe side. Okay. Um, all right, I just fine. Okay, great. Yeah, that's fine. We can do all that. Now, she mentioned that you guys had decided to do the live creative site, but have it be more of a, um, like a, almost like a landing page with the micro blog version of feeding in the Instagram. Is that what you guys had talked about? Where you didn't have to create content? Okay. Well, we're going to have content, but we're going to keep it during the launch as a, a little formulaic. We're going to feature the women who are featured in the book and then um, possibly some of our other influencers and other creatives that we come across. 
who already take great pictures of themselves and their and their children and their work environment. And we're just going to have a list of I think we've decided five to seven questions, interview questions, where they mm-hmm. can inter- where they can answer them, and we just plug it in. So we do want a microblog where we can do this, but it it takes them to one concise landing page, which Allie was saying to me. We want them to know clearly when they come to this this page and they see all these beautiful images, what are we asking them to do? We're asking them to engage in the community and buy the book. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why she was saying a, a, a landing page will then allow us <laughs> if we say something's taking off or we have products we eventually want to sell or we want to then do a, a sub you know, community page for something else, then there's the ability to grow it from there. But we don't have to get our minds around all of that right up front. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. Well, and the other thing about that is that shouldn't be, um, it shouldn't theoretically be as time-consuming as creating an entire website, right, with all the multiple pages and touch points and stuff like that. So, I just wanted to make sure that I heard her correctly when she was explaining it to me. And I think that's great. Did she explain to you how she was going to set up the questions part? Like how are they going to – are you going to, like, reach out to them and they're going to answer it and then you're going to post, like, the results? Or are they going to be able to come to the site and kind of fill in that information and then it just populates? No, I think you know, that Kelly and I – Kelly, you're here, right? We didn't actually yeah. through that. We just assumed that we would be handling that, that we would – because we're not we're not hiring her to create our you know layout and post and all that um, okay. and hit publish and all that. So we were assuming here's here's the way we're going to do it. Here is our our interview questions. Please return it to us by this date with between three to six pictures of you, your kids, your artwork um, that and and links to your various social media sites. You know, try to keep it as like I said, formulaic as possible so that Kelly and I don't feel like we're coming up with great new ideas every time. This is, you know, we want to do this for a couple of months. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they could do an online submission through the website too with that information. Um, Unless you want them to just email you all directly. Kelly? With the information. Um, I know we hadn't really talked about it yet. Um, I, I, I don't want to make it feel like work for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, you know, I would rather just um, have them maybe just do it via email. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't know. We hadn't really talked about it. We could think about it. Okay. Just think through that because, like, for example, there are some, um, like, my contact form is just an, is, is like a back-end survey, right? And so people go in and type in the answers, and then some of them have the ability to Um, add attachments to them. So it might just make it easier for you guys to collect information. If you ever ever think that you need it in like a spreadsheet format for future use. Sorry, all my kids just came home, so the dogs are freaking out. Um, But anyway, if if you ever wanted to like collect all that information um, that they're answering and then use it in some other way, you know, like creating social media tweets or something like that, you know, using an online submission form would give you the ability to kind of glance at all the information in a spreadsheet form in whatever you use for the information to be submitted. It's not a requirement at all. I just, it might make it a little easier for you guys on the administrative standpoint as well. Okay. So just think about it. I mean, again, either, either one is fine and we can make it in a way where, um, 
you know, they're allowed to be free and creative and all that kind of stuff. Like we're not going to give them like a 10 word character count or something crazy like that. <laughs> just get, just making it easier on the back end because both of you had said you don't want to have to manage a lot of admin stuff for the site. Right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I'm kind of glancing through the marketing plan and it all looks fairly straightforward. Let's see. Author support. Okay. Yeah, this is all pretty pretty standard. Can you walk can you walk them? Okay, thanks. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Baby, take them to the front. Do you need help? No, I'm good. We got a puppy. Oh. And we already have, okay, sorry, they're making a lot of noise. Okay. Okay, so from y'all's standpoint, like, what are your most pressing questions right now about the process going forward? Like, what are you unclear on about what you need to be working on right now? I think the big thing is just, um, the the best way to start curating and pull, pulling together a really solid list of influencers. Okay. Yeah, I think that that's, that's definitely where we are in this process. I've been writing to people I know that are already, um, I think the main thing that Kelly and I have realized is while we are creatives in the online community, we are not the voices who are speaking to creatives about creativity, like on, on a large scale. But some mm -hmm. women are. So those are the women we need. Um, mm -hmm. those, those are the people we need. And so I've been okay. reaching out to people here just in the last couple of days saying, okay, when you think about these things, who do you think about? And mm -hmm. uh, do you have any relationships with them where you could make an introduction for me? So okay, perfect. I've heard back from about three people with just names, nobody offering to make an introduction. <laughs> but, um, Everybody mm -hmm. is saying, oh, Jessica Turner. And Kelly and I thought about her from the very beginning. I mean, her name is Mom Creative online. And, um, she wrote The Fringe Hours, which is a different message, but, you know, has some similar themes. Mm -hmm. And um, we just never felt like, oh, yeah, she's our person. But it's true. She is speaking into it, just like Sarah May is um, mm -hmm. speaking into this idea of motherhood and living right where you are. Um, okay. And so we, we're starting to kind of find our people. But what I'm really looking for right now is who are our creatives? Where other mm -hmm. creatives follow them because they love pretty creative things. Um, so I think we should have a couple of real popular do-it-yourselfers. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. We have a couple of real popular um, women who write about creativity and we should have a couple of really popular, you know, home decorators that all the women who want to home decorate their own lives you know, young kids, they follow them. So we're just doing research right now to figure out who are these important, influential women already speaking into the conversation, <laughs> and then how do we reach out to them, make relationship with them, and say, hey, I want to join that conversation with this book. Um, mm -hmm. I respect it. We're already in this space, and we just aren't sure how to go about that. How are you defining creativity? Like, if you had to lump it into a couple different categories, are you talking about, like, um, 
could it or could it be like creative ways to express themselves? Does that yeah, make sense? I mean, it's pretty broad. It's pretty broad how we define it in the book. I mean, it's it's everything from moms who are you know just coloring with their kids at home and and doing uh, you know the, the the moms that are doing the creative birthday parties at at the schools and and putting pretty pin, pictures on Pinterest to the ones that are the food bloggers that are posting these beautiful you know recipes and pictures to photographers, musicians, writers. Um, I mean we we to de- home decorators like we you know we we kind of. All of it is a form of creativity. So it's, it's fairly broad, the way okay. that it's defined. Okay. Um, women doing it just in their homes, but also women who want, are ready to start um, yeah. business because creative businesses online. Okay. Because there's a couple of different um, sites that are – like. are you guys familiar with um, the story of this life um, Facebook oh, and website? Recently. She's the one that – um, I cannot remember her name. I'm trying to find it. She she does she's the one that does the funny videos with her little girl um, about yeah. just motherhood in general. And but what's interesting about that is while she's kind of just talking about the crazy life of having a toddler, she's doing it in a really creative way, right? And so that's kind of why I was asking you what your definition of creativity is because while she, she may not not necessarily be writing a book or decorating her house perfectly or whatever. She's telling her story in a way that yeah. really, it really is is unique and funny, and it resonates with people. You know, there's a million page, yeah. million followers on their Facebook page. Can so, you tell me again what's the name of her site? Or, or uh, it's it's um it's the story of this life. Yeah, I story of this it. life. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll put it in our little notes. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people. Another form of creativity is, you know, it's it's people that are bringing their kids into um, into what they're doing, and um, they're encouraging others through their art, and that's a form of art. So that would be yeah. a part of it too. Yeah, and it, you know, it'd be really interesting, guys, to take a look at like YouTube. <laughs> I know that sounds funny because there's a lot of kids on there, but there are. Um, I'm finding more and more just like random um, people on there that are older and expressing their creativity in that manner in those different types of platforms so you know not just instagram or pinterest but like kind of look around um especially in the youtube realm yeah you'd be surprised at what you'll find on there and i'm thinking um sorry i have to look up their names well and and Um, her name is esther anderson god and esther anderson and they're a bunch of toddler elia and, and you're yeah. right, it's just, it's just um, video. And on, yeah, and Honest Toddler is another one that I was thinking of, too, um, which is another Facebook page that's hysterical. And it's written from the point of view of the toddler, you know. Um, and she does now have a book out. So, but, but she found a really unique way to express her creativity in the midst of motherhood, right? Mm-hmm. So just kind of expanding the thinking like that. Um, there's another website called A-B, E-B, I don't know how to say this. It's E-H and then B-E, okay? And it's a family who do these hysterical YouTube videos, you know, as a family. They brought their kids A-H. into it. A-H. E-H-B-E, it's two words. Okay. So when you're thinking, I'm sorry, what? E H B E. 
It's E-H space okay. and then B-E-E. Oh, I see now. Okay. Thank okay. you. And are these Christian women? Because it really has to, it's such a Christian message. You know, I'll look through it and, and see to make sure, but this is just, these are examples you know, of kind of what we could also look to for influencers. I mean, obviously there's other requirements, but there's just different ways um, creativity is being expressed beyond, like you you guys have mentioned the do-it-yourself, the writing, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, So so we might throw some of this in in here if we can verify, you know, that they're believers. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole um, realm of really interesting um, people on YouTube (laughs) and Snapchat, of all things. Are either one of you on Snapchat? No, I'm sort of against, opposed to Snapchat. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. I I, I agree. Um, But it's interesting because it's – I was at a a digital media conference yesterday, and it's um, pacing to outnumber uh, users um, compared to, like, Facebook, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you're like it. I mean, it's Snapchat. Um, so it's it's just interesting. Um, trying to figure out if there's anybody there. And remember, it's we're not asking you all to be on those platforms. It's just right. going and seeing if we can find anybody that is there that kind of fits the the requirements. You know, being believers and are they are they giving a positive message? And then can they share your book and the message with their audience on those platforms? Yes, I, yeah. I totally now, understand. Same time, like my question of, about all this is, like I, I, I know it's a good idea to start reaching out to some of these people and seeing if we could find some unique platforms and people who are doing this in a unique way. But at the same time, um, like if I was randomly um, contacted by someone who is writing a book and wanted to know if I wanted to be a part of it, like I might, but if I didn't have like a close relationship with that person, I don't know how much Mm -hmm. I would do for them Um, and so what's like what's sort of the protocol for like we want to we want to put together a team of people who are going to be excited about us and what we're doing Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't I don't want to like I don't want it to be comprised mostly of people who don't know us or care that much you know right is there anybody here that you're already in relationship with that you could make an introduction? Because then I thought, well, we have seven months of relationship building, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those are actually kind of two different questions. So the first thing is when you're thinking of influencer-less, um, usually the influencers that the publisher is asking for um, generally can be comprised of people you, you don't have a relationship with or you do. Okay, because remember, the influencer books are going to come from the publisher themselves. So that inherently kind of creates a little bit of, um, meaning it's not coming from you directly. (laughs) It's coming from the publisher, so it gives a little bit of, Weight, yeah, weight weight or importance, which I I was trying not to say that because I think you guys have great weight and importance, but that's that's basically like if someone's getting something from a publisher, they know, okay. Um, So there can be some people on on that main influencer list that you may not necessarily have a relationship with because what the publisher is going to do is they're going to send them, you know, the book and maybe some sort of, well, I don't think that Kriegel does this, but like some sort of a gift or, or note from you or whatever, whatever's in the package. 
Um, but then when I work on influencer lists with you all, um, I actually add like four other sections to it that has nothing to do with what we're sending the publisher. And in that section, and I actually sent you guys the spreadsheet um, or shared a, a file, a Google Drive with you guys um, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, along the bottom of the of the spreadsheet, you know, we have peer influencers. And the peer influencers are what you you were just talking about, like people that you – have a relationship with or that someone's introduced you to, or it could be someone I know, you know, that I put in there because they're in relationship with me. Um, And those are the people that we can ask a little bit more of. Um, And the way I approach asking them for anything is, again, it goes back to that tailored approach, just like I was talking about with the guest post. So I have like a basic um, email script just to kind of give you an idea. But usually I tailor those requests to the person you're speaking to um, and to their audience and to what you love about their ministry um, and how you think the book or themes in the book could benefit their audience, right? So Mm -hmm. it's all in the way that you craft the request to them. Um, So right now, and again, this is why we have, it's good that we have so much time because we can actually really do due diligence on the research part of finding these people getting their contact information and then and then tailoring um, the message and request to each one of them so it doesn't come across as i have this book you know can you help me support it but more of you know this book is coming out and you know i read this article that you wrote and linking to the article or whatever um, and it really moved me because you know this is something that i struggled with when i was trying to balance creativity and motherhood and I was wondering if I could, you know, write a guest post addressing that for your audience or, you know, could I interview you on what you did for my audience? Like, it's just, it's a little bit, it's not, um, honestly, is like spammy is, is just saying, I have a book, can you support me in these four ways? You know, that, yeah. that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of thing you do with like your friend friends <laughs> because they know the drill, but people that, you know, you just really got to have the focus on being generous to their audience is really the bottom line. You know, what can you give them or what can you provide them um, that educates their audience and teaches them and gives them something to walk away with from. um, But it's not solely like talking about your book period. It's taking the principles in your book and kind of teaching them through that. And then your byline, you know, mentions the book or mentions a pre-order when we get yeah. down to it, that, that sort of thing. So the top, um, I guess the, the main goal of what needs to be happening right now is is what you've been doing, is walking through and trying to identify different people that we could reach out to, whether we have a relationship or not. And then as you have that information collected, just kind of keeping it in one place, which is why I have the spreadsheet. And then, uh, uh, by the way, I, I didn't. Uh, by the way, I didn't get a copy of that spreadsheet. I don't believe. Okay, hold on. Um, it was in an, an email the other day. It says um, Wendy and Kelly invitation to collaborate. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. Okay, so that's what that is. So, you know, and I'm going to go in and do this as well. So this isn't like you guys happen to do this in a vacuum, but just as you find people, you know, go ahead and collect the information so we can have it all in one place. And the spreadsheet is separated out into like those top influencers for the publisher, um, the peer (coughs) influencers, 
Um, and then we've got like some other tabs like finding podcasts that maybe could interview you or you know ministries. Um, it'd be interesting to find um, if there's any ministries catering to moms who are trying to maintain creativity. I don't know. I haven't looked into it yet. But we could we could collect that information, and then if we have enough of them, you know, we can make a tailored pitch to them. You know, I noticed that you have this creative moms group that meets every month. You know, would you be interested in this this book and and a study through it for your your attendees? You know, it's, yeah. it's just we're we're just in that stage where we can't really define what we're going to ask them yet because we've got to start collecting who they are first. And then go back and figure out how, like, what we would ask from each person. Okay. Right. So basically, yeah. I'm just trying to give you examples. Year, at some point last year, I saw online um, a, a, a like one day or maybe it was a weekend retreat. Everybody come out to this barn in North Carolina. It wasn't Michael and it was something. Oh, um, um, who that is? It's, um, it was Jen Freeman. And- Bearden. No, Jen no, Bearden does Freeman. like the becoming con- con- conference for creative moms, basically, like mm-hmm. a get a getaway to be creative. Mm-hmm, what was it mm-hmm. called? The becoming conference, I think. Okay, because I was try- I couldn't remember who it was because I didn't know them. It was like a sponsored link or something. And I rem- I've been thinking about them. I would like to find some sort of community. And I'm. Mean, uh, even if it's out of Kelly in my pocket, even if it's something that Kriegel won't do, if they have 130 women and we can buy the books it costs, I just think we need to be in that swag bag and and yeah, yeah. for the bigger the well, bigger. Well, and I can contact her. I know her because she was a compassion blogger too, and I've met her several times. So I can contact her. Okay, what was her name? Uh, it's Jen. Ben- she writes um, beauty and bedlam. Jen okay, Van Eerden Schmidt or something like that. Yes, that's so funny because, I, like I said, I reached out to half a dozen people yesterday saying, when you think of this conversation, who do you think of? And someone wrote back with that name, but they didn't, they didn't associate it with the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love it. I think that would be a wonderful one. Yeah, I'll reach out to her because um, I know her. So that, that'll work. Okay. But those are those are some of the people that I'm thinking of as well. Um, I'm putting together a list here to send you. I wish I had sent it to you earlier because I don't think you have a um, uh, Lindsay. I don't think that you have a con- uh, a full list of like all the women that are in li- that are in the um, that are in the book, as well mm-hmm. as our list of endorsers. So I'm, but that might be in the spreadsheet you just sent us. Um, is where to plug mm-hmm. all that in? But, yeah. Um, no. The the spreadsheet I sent right now is currently blank. It's just a place for us to collect information. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you wanted to have that, but um, I thought yeah. maybe you should, because then you can say, oh, you have Angie Smith. Oh, you have Ellie Holcomb. Oh, you have, you know, Chris yeah. Campbell. Yeah. So um, where you can I, see that we have already a list of women involved on some level. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, there's a lot of artists here in general, just musicians and literal artists painting and all that kind of stuff. Nashville is kind of a crazy place. So filled with creativity. So when I go in and start working on this to, to add to whatever y'all are finding, I think I'll probably have a lot of local people on it just because there's such a wide variety of people here. That would be awesome. I remember what's your little town there, Fredericksburg or Frederick or Franklin. 
Franklin. Franklin. And there's mm-hmm. this one house that's all artsy crafty, and one of the ladies there makes all these signs. I found her online too, but I went into the shop when I was there, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh, they need a stack of the books here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It fits too. Yeah. Now Jessica Turner, um, I casually know her. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But I do know people who know her well, <laughs> very well best friends go to church small group well so we might be able to kind of um, I'll touch base because one of my former clients is like one of her best friends so I'll just ask her like how do you want to handle this you know um another one is plum do you guys listen to plum music at all Uh, um okay so she's also one of my former clients really good friends I actually know her but I've never like said hey I know who you are because that's weird <laughs> you know yeah there, there's, there's just there's just a lot of people here but the thing is is you have to be real <laughs> low-key about it Nashville's weird like they don't like people being all so hey <laughs> um I know you're so-and-so can you do this for me they just they don't respond well to that so you have to kind of it's kind of funny there's this whole like I don't know backwards kind of roundabout way to connect with people in order to like respect like their privacy and stuff like that. But there's sure. definitely there's definitely um, a couple of people here that I have in mind, but I'm going to have to go kind of the um, roundabout way to connect with them. Because just like you said, like you were saying earlier, just emailing these people out of the blue, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. There has to be some sort of a relationship there usually. Sure. Um, yeah, so all to say, I mean, honestly, right now, the top two things that you all can be doing is working through um, identifying it. Well, first the influencers that the publisher needs, and then also kind of these peer influencers that we could potentially reach out to in different ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. the the due date. Let's see. You said March or April, I believe. Hold on. I, think I, closed, I closed the email. Let me open it back up. Um, We need the endorser list by April for those we need to contact and all final list by July. Okay, so so the – have you already sent an endorser list or no? Which is different no, we, from we, – we, we can. We've got it complete. Um, and we did okay. have a couple of um, good endorsers that we think are going to be great influencers, like um, Aaron Odom is the humbled homemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becky Strahl is the farm girl paint. Um, mm-hmm. So there are a couple that I would have chosen as influencers, you know, had we not, you know, already secured them as endorsers. Mm-hmm. And um, Kelly and I have talked, and I and I threw this out to Allie, and she loved the idea. A couple of these endorsers, as well as influencers, that have really, as well as the women who are featured in the book, that have that have names that are already speaking into this conversation to quote mm-hmm. them, to quote their endorsement, to put it together as a graphic and to give them what I'm calling an arsenal of, uh, you know, personal graphics. And Kelly said it this way, they've been so generous to partner with us. This is a gift we're giving them back to say, oh, here are these things that our designer has made for you so that it's real easy to share that you're part of this project. You know, this is. Oh, this fun. Is the okay. And so Allie says that we should just, you know, as we were getting these together, choose the ones who really speak into it, who have said great things, and, and she can plan on that being part of the package. Okay. 
That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I just joined a launch team. <laughs> I told you I, I join them all the time just to see how they are. Um, and this particular one's going to be interesting because um, instead of just having your standard, oh, you're going to get the book and we want you to do all this stuff, um, this particular person had different levels of ways people could participate. So basically, um, people could select, like, I just want to read the book and leave your a review. Like, that's all they had to do, right? And then some people could read the book, leave a review, and share on social media, like, once a week for three weeks. (laughs) So I'm interested to see how it works out because, like, as we've talked before, sometimes the launch teams are super, super engaged, and sometimes they're not. Um, And Triggers happens to be super engaged. And to be honest, I think this one will be really engaged well as well because of the topic. Um, And, like, what I'm always trying to tell people is, you know, if, if if it's something they can really get behind and they feel like it's easy to share and it's not overwhelming and it yeah. allows them, them to express a part of themselves that people may not be aware of, then mm-hmm. people are generally on board. Um, it's mm-hmm. when you have a little bit more difficult topics <laughs> sometimes, yeah. you know, that, that people don't, they don't want to share their personal story <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, well, and I think that that's going to be very engaging to say, all right, today, here's your, maybe we should give them a, an assignment every day. Or not mm-hmm. every day. I think if you're planning on doing this for two months, but yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, we should give assignments. Okay, today, today your assignment is take a picture that captures right that the creativity of engaging your kids at home. Or you take a picture of your workspace, and maybe mm-hmm. your workspace is in your car. Maybe it's in your backyard. Maybe it's in your home office, and mm-hmm. you know, post it here. But then post it to your website and say, "This is where I create hashtag #RenMom." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, them fun you're being creative we're helping you be creative as you have yeah. a message of creativity out into yeah. you know, the hands of other moms yeah along that note um there used to be an app called okay do this which i don't know if it's still viable but i'll go look it up and what was really cool about it is it was a photography app run by a guy that's local that it basically gave a photography assignment once a day that was real low key. It was like a photography prompt. Let's put it that way. Um, so I'm almost thinking, like, like you're just saying, that it would be really interesting to do it from that perspective, and still have your standard graphics for them to share and tweets and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But um, I think they're going to be a lot more engaged because when you think about social media, I mean, honestly, at the core of everyone, um, well we most of us want to be authentic right and most of us want to share a little bit about ourselves um but we also want to like be proud of what we put out there um Mm -hmm. and kind of give people a glimpse into our world beyond just your standard updates and so i think giving people the ability to kind of interpret the prompts in their own way um Mm -hmm. you know what it means to them and not prescribing that to them and like like a lot of launch teams, you kind of have to prescribe. This is what you should yeah. share. This is what you should say. But in this case, we need to do the exact opposite, you know, because there's, they're, they're creative, <laughs> you know. So just telling them what to do might be a little stifling, honestly. So we, we really want them to um, more understand the mission and the heart behind the book um, and what, we're, what you all are trying to do with the message and then allowing them to interpret in their own space how can they push that message forward, right? Mm-hmm. 
in their own creative space online and off and all that kind of stuff. So definitely I always highly recommend having a structure to the launch teams, of course, um, but also giving them freedom, you know, to express themselves and really share, you know, how things are moving them. Um, and I wanted to tell you too on the triggers, um, when you guys started posting the images that were um, the readers, right? Yeah. Who they are? Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know, I had I, some I, feedback about that, like the baby holding it and mom mm-hmm. getting them. And I, I mean, today I got three more of them, and I should, I should keep putting them out there. Um, but that we've gotten a lot of feedback. Oh, I love that. So that's kind mm-hmm. of fun. Mm-hmm. The case mm-hmm. studies. Yeah, the case studies, too, also. Um, I just think that's really, you know, it puts a face um, to the project that's not just you all, you know. So Mm -hmm. just kind of any way we can incorporate highlighting the people on the team and what they're doing, um, number one, to support them, but also number two, I I think there are moms out there who are really struggling with how to maintain being creative. And so sometimes just seeing what other people are doing or how they're integrating it to their life is inspiration to them, you know, Mm -hmm. just thinking, oh, I can do that or I could take that step or, you know, so that's how I can find time. Sometimes I think sometimes like authors get sort of elevated like, oh, well, of course it's easy for them because this is their message and they've figured it out. But I think when other people who are also, just living the message themselves, start putting stuff out there, that's where it starts to get really impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and uh, some of that stuff happens organically, and some of, it, some of it you can say, okay, how can we make this happen organically? <laughs> you know, like, how can we put out these open-ended questions for creatives and say, what does this look like in your life? And just make sure you're you're tagging us in the pictures so that we know what's going out there and we can reshare it with our people and use the mm-hmm. hashtag. And, you know, that, those are some of the things I'm learning. Um, but that we can say, what does this look like, creative community? And let's see mm-hmm. it. And maybe we need to, to ha- kind of put together before the launch. You know, do yeah. we want to do one of those once a week? Do we want to say, um, showcase your art? every Friday or, you know, something like that where we have a little bit of form to this. And uh, so those are fun questions. Okay. That's awesome. No, I think this is all great. And I wrote it all down. So we will definitely incorporate. I have a couple more names that I've collected from people. So I just this morning wrote a message to Jesse Connolly from Mm -hmm. the Influence Network. Um, mm-hmm. She's one of our featured stories, but I think she probably has mm-hmm. the biggest voice in this arena. Um, okay. So I, I, I did say to her, listen, we're not asking everyone in the book to be an endorser, but would you like to? Or perhaps someone else on your influence team would fit that. Um, we're also starting to collect uh, influencers, and um, or is there some way that we can help you in what you're doing? And so I just kind of sent a hopefully an email that she'll respond to. Allie Worthington leads mm-hmm. the Pursuit Conference. I don't know her, but um, I know that Amy Bennett just interviewed her, so there might be a possibility to meet her there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know her. Oh, you do? You know Allie? Yeah. I think that might be a – the Pursuit Conference might be a good place for us, Kelly. We've been talking about is there a conference we should be at. Um, so we can talk about that. 
Um, Jen Bennett is the creator, I believe, owner of iBloom. You know, she works with creative women who are trying to balance it all. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know this one, but someone suggested Courtney, Courtney uh, DeFeo. She wrote, In This House We Will Giggle. She talks about creativity in her mothering. Um, the Pleated Poppy, The Lettered Cottage, uh, Bower Power, Life and Grace, House of Rose, Chatting at the Sky, Young House Love, Beneath My Heart. Um, so those are more, I just don't know any of those people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think the conferences are going to be um, definitely things that we should look into for the coming year, even if it's for like the small sponsorship opportunities you guys are bringing up. Um, can you guys hold on just a second? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Someone's like ringing my doorbell like over and over and over. Hold on. Kelly, I mentioned Rachel Baxter to you that was at a loom. Remember the one that has mm-hmm. she always wears a cute headband? And she's going yeah. to be doing an adoption here probably this summer. Um, but she sent me her email, I mean, sorry, her mailing address and said, yes, put me down as a influencer. I just can't promise. I don't know what's going to be happening in my life at that time as I'll be adopting a special needs child. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? What, huh? I, I, I heard like the last three words of that. What? No, not me. Not me. <laughs> Um, I have oh. Rachel Baxter um, is okay, someone okay, we met okay. at a loom, and she, she's a creative, and she said, yes, I'll be one of your influencers. It's just I'm going to be adopting a special needs um, child at that time, so I don't know how engaged I'll be. Um, Amy oh Bennett gosh. said she'll be one. Katie Reed said she'd be an endorser. Um, so I mean, we, we've got this list started. Um, okay. So the important thing is to kind of collect it in one place, okay? Um, now, if Kriegel wants a specific format for the influencer endorser yeah. list, just let me know, and I'll just adjust the spreadsheet that we have. <laughs> it's no big deal. Um, because then once it's finished, we can you, you all can just download it out of the drive, you know, and turn it into an Excel file and delete whatever you don't want to send Kriegel. Um, okay. Yeah. The, send us an Excel file to fill in. Should we send that to you? Yes. Yeah. Wait, say that again? I didn't hear they that part. Sent us, they sent us an Excel file to fill in with the influencers. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, we can do that. Um, the main reason I like to have this um, kind of in the shared drive is just so that we all can see whom, whomever else each other is adding in, right? So we're not duplicating efforts and stuff like that. Um, okay. So like as, as I'm searching for people, you know, because sometimes, it, as you know, it takes time to just to find their contact information or their address or email or whatever. And so if someone's already on there, then it just saves each other time is all. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point, um, based on the, the email that they sent about timelines, um, you said earlier you... I'm I, sorry? Just found your, I just found your Google document. I'm so sorry that I had missed Oh, that. it's okay. Don't, don't worry about it. Okay, <laughs> so you said you did already have the endorsers, right? Yeah. Yes, we, we have the endorsers, unless we want to plug a few more in. That, that's complete. So we were thinking of getting okay. that to them earlier rather than later just as a way of saying, it's coming. Okay. And then the influencer list is what they were saying they needed in... Oh gosh, 
This, the, the, her email is a little confusing. Okay, she says, we'll need the endorser list by April. But then earlier she said that they had, you, or you said you had two-thirds of the endorsements turned in, and you need seven out as galleys. Okay, so it sounds like they want your influencer list by July. Yeah, that's what I understood. So, okay, okay, oh, so we've got... Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, we've got a lot of time. I mean, and, and here's the thing. The books, like when they send out influencer requests, the books are not even going to be, they usually don't have a lot ready till closer to that time frame anyway to send out, right? And so right now we just need to work on um, building the list and having all the information um, so that we can connect with them closer to that date. And then on the flip side, we'll work on more of the platform building, like the newsletter and, and what you guys are going to write about and that sort of thing. Because, again, we've got a lot of time in between now and when we would actually need to make requests of the influencers. Now, the only exception to that is if they're like podcasts or um, conferences, because a lot of times that stuff books like way in advance, right? So or some of the it, bigger uh, some of the bigger ones, we're asking them, you know, right. is it possible you'd be willing to get us into Proverbs yeah. and Wine Industries? One, yes. one of these is going to cost a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's that's the, the second thing I was going to say is just the main sites, the big, huge sites, and then um, the conferences, um, just those are usually something that we have to be fit into, like the editorial calendar that they already have in place or we have to kind of make the request well in advance. I mean, it might be even possible to get you guys on as like, you know, speakers or breakout session leaders or something like that in some of these conferences, depending on where they are. Um, so it's better to make those kind of requests sooner rather than later, just because a lot of them are already prepping for conferences for the end of the year and next year. Okay. So why don't we do this? Um, now, I mentioned to you guys, and I don't think I've ever explained this to you, but way back when we signed, I told you that I was changing a lot of my process, okay? So um, I'm not holding you guys to um, my new fee, which is fine. I wasn't planning on it. But what does come with it is a whole lot more phone calls, <laughs> okay? So that's why I've not been real strict on the calls and all that kind of stuff. Um, so what's, what's happening going forward, um, is you have the option to have um, one uh, to two phone calls a month depending on what you actually need, okay? And I think the original package for each of you on both projects is like five calls or something like that. So yeah. my, point, my point is really we can just, we can schedule, you know, a call a month or, a, you know, two calls a month depending on what you need. Um, and it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be all of us. Like, if it's just you have a quick question about something, we can get on the phone and do that. Um, but at some point, we need to touch base um, in the next, you know, month or so and touch base on this list and see the progress and where we are. Um, because we want to make sure that we have a good, solid list in preparation for down the road when we need to reach out to all these people. So mm -hmm. what does y'all schedule look like over the next couple of months? Or I guess I should say, how many calls a month do you think would be comfortable for you guys? I know you guys are busy. Um, I mean, I feel like 
one call a month should be sufficient. And then if we have any like major pressing questions, can we just shoot you an email? Yeah, that's fine. Maybe that for the next two months until we, until we know what else we need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, my only thing is um, next month we have spring break. Um, do you guys have spring break at all in March? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. you, you, you don't do that? <coughs> yeah, ours is mid-March. Mid-March? Okay. Ours is the week of the 20th. Okay, ours so, is the week before. But we're not going anywhere, so I can be flexible. Okay. Well, um, we can so, do the week after that, so we could do Monday the 28th. Yeah, I was going to say, we could do it towards the end of the month, knowing that if you guys have questions, you can email and I'll always answer. But that way we can touch base on the progress of this influencer piece, you know, the spreadsheets okay. and conferences. And I'll be working on it too. I'm not just expecting you guys to do all of it, but I'm going to kind of try to plug in, you know, a few ministries and conferences and stuff like that um, and then kind of reach out to some of my local people. <laughs> but remember, I have to go kind of this weird roundabout way so we'll see what happens but yeah, yeah. let's do that and um, do, you, do you guys know your schedule that far in advance on like what time would work well, I think 8 30 on Mondays is, is the earliest I can do it for Pacific Standard Time okay. yeah I'm open all, I, I'm open um let's see after yeah, go ahead I just have to pick my kids up from school at one. Um, so. Okay. So would you guys prefer like um, like 11 Central, which is 9 Pacific and noon Eastern? Would that yeah, work that or do you need later? That works for me. So do 9 a.m. my time rather than mm -hmm. uh, 8.30. Yes. Would that work? Yep. Okay. That's so March the 28th, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard, uh, 12 o'clock Kelly time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I think the only piece that we really need to know at this point going forward is um, what calendar schedule are we looking at in terms of getting our, our social media presence? started so our landing page uh, and when should we start what I had said to Kelly is I feel like we need to have four to six weeks on Instagram with some graphics saying that this conversation is coming this is the this is the place mm -hmm. this is where mm -hmm. we're going to talk about it here's some beautiful pictures be mm -hmm. ready on this day you know we're going to we're going to be featuring all these incredible renaissance moms just like you um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I saw Michelle Dale did that for the Pointed Life, and by the time they launched, they had a thousand women there, and I just mm -hmm. thought they did a really good job with that. Um, so when do we tell Allie that we want all this stuff ready? You know. Well, do you know how long of a time frame they gave before they made the website live? Yeah, it was like six a, weeks or something, right? Yeah, they did a month to six weeks. It was four to six. Yeah. Weeks. Okay. I was going to say for sure not too soon, right? Because realistically the book is not coming out for a while right yeah and, yeah. and, and so the challenge is right now um, it's almost like you guys are going to have to like promote in small ways on your individual platforms right now 
Okay? Yes. And then when we get closer to the actual release date, probably six to eight weeks before the release, um, is when we can kind of start talking about um, the website coming soon. We might be able to do it a little sooner depending on how you want to collect launch team members. That sounds kind of funny. <laughs> but well, like, for example, you said you wanted to do, I think, six to eight weeks out for your launch team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then that will be all that kind of pre-order conversations time, right? Exactly. And and so we could have um, kind of the coming soon page on the website open. Um, basically, when we make the announcement, okay, this book is coming out. We're looking for a launch team. If you'd like more information or if you'd like to join, you know, go to the Life Creative website and enter your name and email address, right? We can just start collecting interest um, for the launch team well before we actually kind of open a process, right? Um, One of my current clients, we did that because he hired me in July and his book is coming out in April. So we just opened a form on on the website that just said this book is coming soon. If you have any interest, here it is. And we've, we've just been sending a message to them once a month, just giving them a brief update about the book process and where it's at and, and thanking them, you know, for their interest and their prayers and that sort of thing, just kind of keeping in touch with them for really low key. And now that we're in, you know, the eight-week window, now we're bringing them into, like, a Facebook group and giving them all the assignments and stuff like that. So, you know, we can get um, – I think if we can get Ali – to kind of have at least the, the a landing page where it kind of explains a little bit of what it's about, like the look and the feel and p- ways people can register to join um, for when it's live, then that will help us collect um, applicants, for lack of a better word, for a launch team um, and for the email list, to be honest. Um, well yeah. can, you tell me, can, can you tell me when you want to start your launch team if our launch is September 27th? Yeah, I usually do it eight weeks before. Um, hold on. Do they do they run out of interest in sharing if it's that far in advance? I don't know that you'll have that much of a problem with this particular group just because of the nature of the book. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, and remember, um, part of it is some of this is tied to like how soon, like they were saying they could give two complimentary copies. So when exactly are those going to be available, right? Um, and I know they have NetGalley, so we could start it a little bit earlier if we wanted to take the team through the book first before we really heavily have them start sharing about the book. Um, but if we're just going to kind of bring them all in and say, hey, you know, here are these prompts and these assignments, I wouldn't do that too much sooner than eight weeks just because it's not just from them losing interest. I don't, it's more from fatiguing their audience perspective. That's you know what I, I mean? Why, yeah, I don't think any sooner. I'm just wondering if eight weeks is too soon, just because of what I've seen here with triggers. It just seems like people are like, okay, I've already tapped out my audience, and we're mm-hmm. still, you know, six weeks before the book comes out. You know, like I, I talked about it for two weeks, and now, you know, I'm moving on with my life, and my audience yeah. and my, my people are moving on with their lives. So, yeah. Did you say eight weeks was too soon? Well, I'm. It seems like it to me, but you're mm-hmm. you're the professional. I just how do you keep them that engaged so that they want to share when it's time for the book to launch? Right. It, it's it's honestly because I take them through the book first before I ask them to really share anything. So it's okay. almost like yeah, I have them go through the book almost like an online study environment. Okay. 
a little bit where they where we kind of ask them questions and let them share what they're thinking or feeling about the chapters and stuff like that. And I always give them the option. If you want to share anything at this point, you can. Go for it. Just use our hashtag. Um, but I don't usually give them specific assignments until okay. closer to launch day itself, like usually the couple of weeks around it, because we really want um, like a concentrated um, blitz, you know, of information going out about the book right around the release. All well, right. And then so, my question is what happens after, after that happens? So like, you know, I, you, I've been on a couple of lunch teams and it's like around launch day, I do what they ask me and I, I do the, the thunderclap and I share it on social media and I write a blog post and then I'm done. So, I mean, how Mm -hmm. do you keep people engaged after launch day? Yeah, well, the important thing to remember is that your book launch is not just about the launch team. They're definitely one piece of um, a concentrated effort on a variety of fronts. So the launch team itself um, pretty much only lasts, like, right through release day. I mean, by the, okay. by the time we by the time we get there, you might have a couple of people that will hang out, you know, for the week of release. But for the most part, they're kind of done <laughs> at that mm-hmm. point. But it's okay because you've also ha- will have been working. Like you've got your influencers, you know, the high level influencers. You've got the peer influencers that maybe they weren't in the launch team, but they'll send an email out to their email list for you, you know, or they'll have you on for a guest post or they'll interview you or you'll be on a podcast. And hopefully there will be publicity aspect going on, you know, through the publisher Um, and then conferences and then the efforts that you all are making to continue to cultivate community um, around the life creative brand. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we'll talk about later too, is what do you, you two do? with the Life Creative website to continue interest there. So it's not such a big deal if the launch team kind of falls away, you know, right around the release date because they're supposed to be there for a finite period, right? Yeah. But but we do want to invite them into the process (laughs) later. And one of the reasons I always have them go through the book and I have the authors there to encourage them and all that kind of stuff is because it builds a sense of community and camaraderie. We want them to want to hang around you guys after. <laughs> we yeah. want them to stay connected to you. And so, you know, if, if there's something that we set up after the official launch that's like a, you know, a Monday night hashtag or something like that, and we'll invite them into that process to keep the conversation going. But it's not like they have to spam everybody in their social media. It's for them. It's a resource for them to be creative. You know, so you've got to think through, you have to really think of this as kind of an overall picture um, that's happening over a long period of time. And the launch team is just the piece of it. It's really the social media blitz piece of it. Right. Okay. So we've got launch day is September 27th. Um, mm-hmm. August 2nd is exactly eight weeks before. So okay. on that day, is that the day that we should say that's the day we are collecting our team? So whatever whatever information you put together to collect it, we should mm-hmm. kind of put our blog post together around that and our social media will will help you get the word out to um, mm-hmm. collect our, our launch team. Does August 2nd sound like about right then? It does. That sounds great. And, and then, then we can also – we have, Sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say um, that will help me with timelines with Allie in terms of the site itself because if she's able to get it up um, within a couple, you know, maybe a few weeks before that, yeah, um, we can we can have the coming soon kind of 
promo is going on in terms of the Life Creative website itself, right? Mm-hmm. And then, right. okay, here's here's the site, you know, here's how you sign up for the launch team. And then it can go into promoting, you know, the book and in, in, um, collecting like their not collecting, but like having the assignments within the launch team feed into yeah. the website, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. But um, then, one suite of assignments. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm writing all this down too. I know you are. Um, okay. Okay. But um, it would be nice to have a little bit of content up at that point. So I think you're right. A two to four week window there and then probably a month before that we should have Instagram going about a month before before August, we have the, the website up, we, we could do you know a four to six week building the hype on Instagram mm-hmm. and then um, so our book is already up on Amazon <laughs> which I find very strange <laughs> wow but um, I, and I, what I'm seeing if people just does that I really don't care for watching a couple of the people that talk about their book for nine to 12 months before it comes out. It just gets so old. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that Kelly and I have already talked that we want to wait so that we're doing it when you're rolling it out with us and when the mm-hmm. website ready. So we're going to not do anything. But um, Allie said that she would have a couple of graphics that are just, um, just for um, pre-order your book now. So um, when do we do, how many weeks do we give that pre-order? Because I know that pre-order is important because all those orders are counted for our first week and stuff like that. So I know there's a method to that madness as well. How many weeks before do you do the um, pre-release, pre-order stuff? Yeah, usually um, that's something that I have the launch team start sharing. So when we have them um, kind of actively in a Facebook group, which again is about um, eight weeks before. Um, usually, the first two weeks, um, we're giving them just assi- um, not assignments like to do, but um, reading assignments, like um, yeah, like taking them through the book chapter by chapter and having discussion questions and stuff like that to get them familiar with the work, and then giving them um, periodic ways they can share about the book if they want to, but it's not necessarily like required, you know, at that particular point. And then um, part of the, um, basically I do like a a communication plan for the launch team where you guys get to see, okay, this is on this date, this is what we're going to ask them to do. You know, on this date, this is what we're going to ask them to do. And the pre-order part comes heavily into play because one of the things I ask the launch team is if they want to be part of a, kind of an author blog tour, right? Not the one the publisher's doing, but, you know, not, and you don't have to host it. I don't mean it by that, like that, but just, you know, as they read, um, I'll give them like a couple of questions they can respond to and answer, or they can write a book review. And I usually have them do those, um, like the two weeks leading up to the release. And we give them a, like a pre-order graphic to include in the blog post to kind of help promote the pre-orders. So to answer the question in a short manner, it would be within, you know, around six weeks before the release date that we would start promoting it through the launch team. So you guys could do the same. That makes sense. I don't know exactly when Kriegel will be mailing out the hard copy books to the influencer list. Um, Mm -hmm. Having the launch 
on NetGalley early is going to help. But um, I know for my novel, like the, the influencers aren't going to get the novel until they said like late April, early May, and the book releases June 27th. So, I mean, it could potentially be, um, you know, five or six weeks before launch that the influencers get their hard copy book. So we'll just have to see when they plan to mail those out. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it just depends on, like, the influencers themselves, a lot of them don't necessarily wind up on your launch team, so it's okay if they get it, you know, four to six weeks out. But the launch team, um, the key is going to be making sure we can get them the book. So that's why I was excited about the NetGalley, right? Because at least with the, with I, 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 sorry, but at least with the NetGalley, it's something we can give them right away while we're mm-hmm. waiting on physical books. Um, yeah. If we have to, if we have to wait on the physical book in your case, Kelly, then we can give them the extended preview. Um, mm-hmm. We can take them through questions and stuff like that, um, you know, without the book until they get it. You know, we can work around it. Um, yeah. But yeah, pre- pre-orders are helpful in that they really help the publishers gauge interest of the book in general. Um, and uh, from the back end, you know, if pre-orders are happening, then they tend to. Uh, the um, distributors can go to the buyers and they can tend to keep more in stock is really the the biggest benefit of pre-orders. And it's also a really great time to create a sense of urgency around, you know, if you buy the book by whatever date, you can receive whatever, whatever it is that we come up with for the pre-order incentive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's usually, it's just kind of that standard, you know, if, if you buy it by this date, this is what you get and you won't get it after that date kind of incentive that most everybody uses for book launches right now. So yeah. we'll talk about that going forward. And then um, the week of release is actually very important as well from a sales perspective, you know. So um, anything we can do to get Kriegel to do any sort of incentive, like buy a book, get one free, you know, or a specific pricing strategy or something like that to where we can actively push sales that week will help you all tremendously Mm -hmm. as well. Um, and then, of course, the reviews, you know, as soon as the Kindle version is live, um, we can start having the launch team reviews. And that's usually, it, it just depends. There's no, like, specific, it will be seven days before. It's usually somewhere between um, release date and 14 days before that the Kindle version goes live, right, on Amazon. That is and, and, yeah, and there's no, it's not, it's Amazon. <laughs> they just randomly make stuff live sometimes. Um, and so I keep an eye on that. And as soon as it, it, we see that it's live, then we can have the launch team leading reviews, which is helpful, you know, when pre-orders are still going on and the release day is coming up because then people can go and see reviews, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, because they're deciding whether they want to purchase or not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I have that. I have these uh, dates down, uh, but do we want to have our – Series. When do we want the website up? Then, if we're we're our call to action to join the launch team, I, I just have it down as August second. The pre-order mm-hmm. push would be August sixteenth, and the launch would be September twenty-seventh. When do we want the website up? And then, let's say six weeks before that, we start Instagram. So, um, I would say two weeks before the August second date, we should at least have. Cool. A landing page, yeah, like July, middle of July, sometime. Yeah. Okay, that's all. That's all great. Thank you for helping and, me. 
No, it's okay. And honestly, the Instagram piece is something that could start around that time period as well. I mean, because Instagram is kind of its own entity, you know. Um, I mean, you're just starting kind of a a movement behind um, getting people to share different types of creative work and stuff like that. Um, So it's only going to benefit you to have that in progress so that you can have the content um, already filtering in there when the site is live, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so the other document that was in this um, folder that I sent you is a project plan. Um, And so I wrote down all the dates that we just discussed. Right now, it's um, a standard project plan that I start with um, that has like a list of typical assignments or tasks that need to happen um, before the the launch, okay? Um, And so I'm going to go in and kind of update the dates. Um, based on what we just talked about and add any additional assignment tasks that are that were not on here just based off the conversation so and then I also go in and um, note who's responsible for it so most of it's me <laughs> um, the things that I ask you guys to do are more content creation right like the guest post right. or determining the influencer list that sort of thing um, but I like to have this spreadsheet in there just so you can look at it at any time and see like a visual timeline of what's happening and when it's supposed to be happening by. And I'll add in here, you know, just following up with Allie and stuff like that because I don't mind um, doing that on your behalf as well just because I think it might be easier for me to – she's working on a project for me too, so I think it might be easier for me to kind of corral her in one phone call and talk about both of them. Um, So, yeah, like I said, the point is that it'll have um, a description of all the things that need to happen, the due dates, and then who's responsible, and then the status, you know, whether it's completed or in progress or whatever. So I think that might help you guys going forward, just knowing that you can go access that um, project plan and see kind of where we are in the process and what needs to happen and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's all good. Hey, guys, I need to scoot. um, Oh, okay. So I'm sorry. I'm going to have to run. But thank you so much, right. Lindsay. This is like tons of great information. Awesome. No problem. Oh, so thankful. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Okay, take care. Bye. Okay, Lindsay, I'm going to send you how I wrote it down here, too, just, just so that we're on the same page. Um, so okay. It seems, but in mine, um, in my, duh, I've got like three open right in front of me. Um, I've Oh, no, I put that together in just a Google Doc because I see that you're using Google Docs. So mm-hmm. um, they're the ones you sent me. And then um, I just put the list of the names of the women who are featured in the book. I'm missing okay. a couple last names because they were, they were Kelly's, but they're not big names, so that she didn't put their last names. So um, you'll see that, and that looks a little weird. And then I have our list of endorsers, um, but I'll also share our spreadsheet for the endorsers with you. Perfect. Um, and then our, okay. our influencers, I've got like three down, and then I just have a list of possible ones, you know, everything from Plum and uh, Jen from Beauty and Bedlam to, you know, these ones that have uh, have conferences and stuff like that. So okay. um, that's just the beginning stages that I thought that maybe you'd want to have that all together. Yeah, that will be fantastic. Okay. Thank Any you. More questions? Are you I good? Any more? Okay. I think that's. I think that's it. Um, when is the triggers launch officially over? Well, I think we only have five more days. Um, okay. Am I supposed to have an official end date? <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, we're, we're done going through the the book in 
oh, maybe it's like six days, something like that. I don't remember what cast we're on right now. Um, Okay. But it's really amazing just how invested some of these women are, and they're starting starting, uh, as soon as they're done, they're leading groups through it. And so I do wish that we had come out at the same time with a study guide um, Mm -hmm. just because we've had so many people asking for it. However, we did say yes and started the process of the Spanish translation. Okay. So that's already underway. And we were thinking of doing an audio version, but it's so expensive to do that. We're trying to figure out, is that are we going to make our money back? Yeah, yeah, um, that makes sense. So we, we might say no to that, but we were thinking when the Spanish translation comes out, perhaps that's the time to do the study guide and then we do one big kind of re-release. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I was just, I was wondering how you were collecting, like, do you have all these women's, like, names and email addresses already somewhere? That's, that's a great question. So when um, when the Mob Society said, this is the, when, when Brooke and Allie said, okay, this is how we're going to collect our, our team, um, they, I said to them, I was, I was, rather proud of myself just as an aside because I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like a businesswoman, which is very right, nice. Right. So I said, okay, so when you're capturing all these emails, is there a way to communicate um, that, that the authors of the book will be able to reach out to them in future correspondence as well? And so yeah. they changed all of the, all of the lingo Good. so that that's Good. a possibility. And then when they did the, um, the No More Angry Mom Challenge, the email sign-ups for these five emails of prayers to pray when you're in those stress-filled moments. I again asked, is there a way that when you capture all those emails that, you know, that, that we could have them too? So that's why I said 500 women signed up for the launch team. Only 350 or something clicked over to actually do through the steps to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but after they captured it, that 500, an additional 300 still went over there and they changed the lingo to say, um, we've, we've filled up our launch team. However, if you'd like to leave your email, we'll make sure to let you know when the book releases and if there are any further specials uh, or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we have eight, 800 women signed up for it. Okay. Um, and then I think it's about 2,000 women signed up to the um, No More Angry Mom Challenge. And so they put all those together. And, and Allie said that she's putting them together on the back end of, of my website so that I'll be able to use it. And, and so that's why she was suggesting figure out what, how it is you want to connect with them. And she said maybe figure out how you're wanting to do your branding so that it's both the creative as well as speaking into motherhood. So that yeah. right up front they know this is a place they'll want to be if these are the things they want to hear about. Yeah. Um, that's and fantastic. how they can expect to hear from you. So. Um, I told I told Allie to go ahead and take out the coaching stuff from that package and I'll pay for it separately because she's already done so much of that for me and um and I wanna have the freedom to say, Okay, so now now what does this look like in terms of the branding side of it and working these two themes together right now? Okay. Um Okay. So I think that's how we've done it. Okay, that's perfect. And I'm so glad that you had the foresight to collect that information because otherwise it would have been kind of <laughs> like we you know, go back, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's actually really helpful because I think um, you know we'll be able to reach out to them. Now, the the, the key is is like Ali's right in that you somehow need to figure out how to integrate each of you 
the whole life creative kind of coming soon on your website. Um, and then making sure that you're touching based on it a little bit in between now and then. It doesn't have to be big long blog posts or anything like that. It can just right now at this stage just be updates about how the process is going. That's it. You know, like it, like, like you know, we're working on you know this list or or, or endorsers or influencers or we're writing guest posts or we're really excited because we're reaching out to conferences or whatever. <laughs> but it's right. not meant. It's not meant to be like anything other than the behind the scenes of the writing life. You know, and I think um, people will resonate with that, and they'll resonate with. Um, I don't know, just y'all being vulnerable and sharing about how you feel as this process goes along because a lot mm. of creative moms out there are authors, <laughs> right? Yes. And, and think about how you all feel, you know, oftentimes in this process and then translate that into kind of educating other authors in this creative endeavor how they can balance it all, you know? And so yeah. that's, that's what I mean about like integrating the material of the book into your blog posts and newsletters without it being – Hey, my book's about this. <laughs> like, right, just, right. You, you're living it authentically in front of them. Right. Yeah, you're teaching them as you go, you know, and then down the road you can tell them, you know, and, and everything I've been talking about the last whatever months, you know, you know, this isn't this is in the book. When we get to that point, <laughs> when, when we get yeah. to the point where we say this is the book, um, just making sure that you're communicating consistently with that email list is going to be really, really important for sure. Okay. All right. Well, um, that's. I just feel like I need to get through the triggers launch so that it was a yeah. question once that over. And then to kind of shift gears on, okay, because I, I need to keep that conversation going. I, I, I get that. but um, and, and I only made it through about half of my series on uh, you're not a victim, you're a mom. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap that up here in the next probably two to three weeks, maybe four mm-hmm. weeks, just one mm-hmm. more a week. And then I'm going to have Allie put that together as, some sort of series that they can download if they sign up to follow the blog or something, you know, something like that as a giveaway put together mm-hmm. as an ebook or something. I, I, I really don't know, but um, that was a really engaged series. Um, That's good. For me, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Really I, when, when it comes to my size. <laughs> and I wouldn't necessarily have them focus on subscribing to your blog. I would have them subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> Oh, and, and here, nice. here, here, well, and here's the here's the reason why. Okay, like blog posts are real estate or transaction that people can go to your website and find, right? Some people prefer them to be emailed, and I don't. Did you say you had Mailchimp? I can't remember if, if that was you well, or not. I had um, I had Mad Mimi, but she's moving it over to Mailchimp because she likes their okay. look better. I think. Yeah. Okay, and, and Mailchimp's easier to use, to be honest. Um, okay, so Mailchimp has an option to where you can have, you know, a list for people who just want the blog post, like an RSS feed, um, or they can also request the newsletter, right? So just making sure it's set up to where they can have either or or both will be beneficial. But usually the free incentive offers I attach to the newsletter list itself, not to just subscribe to the blog. Um, sure. and the re- can you say that again? I didn't understand it. Um, usually, usually I attach the offer for, offer. Uh, like the free offer, like the incentive offer, um, to a newsletter, not the blog subscription. Mm. Um, and that's because the newsletter should be something that's exclusive to the people on that list, right? Okay. Not just 
not yeah. just repeating all of your blog posts, but just content they can only get in that manner. Um, it's usually, in my mind, a, a place where you can be really open and honest and vul- vulnerable, just offering some, them something different. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, it's it's honestly, and this is the hard part, but it's it's where you sell, right? And you can mm-hmm. do it in a very soft way. It doesn't have to be really spammy or anything like that. But that email list is, you know, as long as you're cultivating a it's relationship gold. with them, it's yeah. gold. I mean, that's where you're going to sell beyond um, social media, you know, and beyond other people sharing your stuff outside of um, your website, right? And so yeah. part of what we'll work, part of what we'll work on later on down the road is how to set up um, just honestly, email marketing, a lot like what you guys are doing for triggers. It's very similar, but just making sure you have something set up like that on the back end, you know, of your website Um, and offering, you know, little products or coaching or whatever it is that you want to do down the road. You can build that all into the email um, newsletter, but also into like the welcome emails they get, right, when they first join. So there's a whole lot of things you can do with your newsletter. Um, and the other cool thing is um, with ads, like Facebook and Twitter ads and stuff like that, um, you can select the option that is, you know, download this this item now kind of thing. Um, but when they download it, they're downloading it with their email address and they're added to your newsletter. Right. right? So you're not asking them to like your page or to buy your book. You're basically – um, creating an ad that's offering them your free resource, right? right. And, I don't, and I don't know how much you use ads at all right now, but they're, they're tied to, like, your page. And when you go in and create the ad, you can target, um, like, Specifically Christian women. demographic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but you can also target um, people who follow other people's pages, right? Mm. So. So just getting the demographics right is key, is finding, you know, if it's, if it's an audience that would really benefit from, I'll just say Life Creative, and we have a free download, then we'll go in and, and some of these websites where, that I mentioned. Oh. Sorry, someone was. Is everything okay? <laughs> Taylor? What happened, honey? What happened? Is she okay? Okay. Okay. Sorry, the dog was freaking out. Um, okay, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so like the, the people I was listing earlier where you guys asked me if they were Christian, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they may not be, but that doesn't mean that someone in their audience isn't. Or is, right. right? And so we could try, you know, an ad to that person's audience to see how it does. Like there's ways to track conversion and who's clicking and who's downloading and stuff like that. So all to say, like there's different ways you can use those influencers beyond them reading the book and sharing about it. You know, you can okay. target their audience is really what it is. All so. right. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. And I'm just grateful we have so much time because it's so much easier to do this in a measured pace than it is to do it in eight weeks. Right. And thanks for helping me put down kind of those dates and what this can look like so that I I can have peace in that. I can know, oh, this makes sense. Um, Yeah. And and I really am so grateful for this opportunity to do triggers um, beforehand. More than just, I mean, as well as the message and to know that it's resonating with women. 
it's just been like my master's degree in, oh, this is what you're supposed to, oh, this is why you're supposed to, oh, you mean I should have, or, so, um, that's really great. Keep in mind, too, you know, I mean, I think that it's been run perfectly fine, but if there's anything about it that has kind of given you pause, Mm-hmm. Just let let me know, right? Because, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like sometimes different tactics or strategies don't always resonate with a particular author, right? Yeah, so yes. Like if I'm, there's I'm anything, really uncomfortable about selling, so keep on. Yeah. Asking. Like I'm really sensitive to the fact that we already asked them to share. You know, we we already asked, so I tried to then switch it up a little bit. Like, you know, if if you're not quite sure how to share, here's a specific blurb and a specific graphic. Just copy it to your phone, copy and paste this. Yeah. blurb and go ahead and put it on your social media site. If this yeah. helps you, then we want to make it easy for you. Or mm-hmm. if you'd love some help tweeting, here is a link to the to our, our launch team page. Just choose a tweet and go ahead and click the tweet. Um, yeah. We find ways to say it where we're not always like, so did you share today? <laughs> I mean, we didn't say that, but I'm just really sensitive that uh, I, I really want you to ruin all of your relationships on social media because we're asking you to do things every single thing day. That's um, funny. <laughs> but I also like the fact that you you will be in there making the asks, not me, so that when yeah. I go in there, I'm just saying, oh, my goodness, I went over to your webpage. I saw that you took pictures of these scarves that you knit to sell so that you can, you know, fund your trip to Uganda next spring. And they're amazing, and I shared them all over, and I want to share them with right. other women on our team. This is exactly. how your creativity can propel you out in a gospel-minded way, out to the ends of the earth. and. And and just be engaging with them so that I'm yeah. pouring into them. And they will naturally, when you ask me to do something, say, oh, yeah, please, I want other people exactly. to hear this message. Yeah. And, I mean, I really just want to commend you on recognizing how important that is. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I've had situations, usually around self-publishing situations, mm-hmm. where the, the authors are just, oh, you do everything, you market everything for me. And I'm like, that's not, that's not. It's not going to work. Right, right. Well, <laughs> like, at first I have to tell you, it, when you said that you're running it, I thought, I don't want her to run it. Because, <laughs> because you know, this is, these are my relationships and they need to yeah, feel up yeah. on me. But now on the back end of this, I'm like, oh, yes, I see why. <laughs> I, okay, it really so will I need be a totally, team effort. That's actually, that's awesome. I'm actually redoing my whole website, so I'll make sure I point that out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But but no, totally. It's just it's so hard sometimes because you know the launch team's purpose at the core is to create a community, um, mm-hmm. and you have to handle it with a lot of finesse and care. So if mm. you go in there and it's just asking them to do forty two thousand different things, they're it's you know they're not going to want to do it if they don't feel cared for, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I even put on the landing page. We want to pour this message into you so that you can experience it and pour this message of hope and healing into other women. And then we saw it. Like, oh, yeah, that is what's happening. So we want to light these creative women up and affirm them. Oh, my goodness, God did a good job when he made you this way. Here's some ways it might fit into your mothering life right now. And then they'll start feeling free to be more creative. And I really do love the idea of, saying, okay, here's a fun creative assignment. If you've got little ones at home, do a creative craft for them today. Let me Mm -hmm. see a picture. What did you do? Or do a video. Do a video and share it on your own social media site. Oh, my goodness. I'm reading through this book, blah, 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 blah. And 
I, I, I want to bring my creativity into my home. So this is what I did with my kids today. Look how amazing my kids are, and I feel like I've done something creative. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that we can give them assignments and say, of course, this can look however. It, yeah. Is your brain sad yet? <laughs> my kid yeah. is homesick, and I've let him do DS all afternoon. That's funny. Okay, there's another. Um, I just got a book in the mail today <laughs> called Create Versus Copy. Um, oh, yeah, embrace that. Yeah, embrace change, ignite creativity, breakthrough with imagination. So this happens mm-hmm. to be a guy, okay? But we can't discount reaching out to people like that because even though mm-hmm. he's a guy, I mean, mm-hmm. he's married and he knows women and his audiences have wives, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, so we, you know, just think through when you're thinking through the influencer list that it doesn't just have to be women okay. as well, you know? Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I loved all the yeses we got from Kregel. Even though we still only get 30 hard copy books for our influencers, the fact that they're Mm -hmm. going to make those. And I would like to say, okay, I'm going to send her a message here in the next couple days and say, this is the calendar we're working with. Will will this date work for our net galleys? Because we can't can't have it and then not have the book for them. Um, So I think we need to firm up that with them to make sure that's going to work for their schedule. But I okay. love that they said yes. I love that they said yes. They'll get the two copies to the women that are featured in the book, and um, I think that's a good start. Given that it's such a small publishing house, and we and we struggled so much with the cover, we were afraid that everything was going to be a no from here on out. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I'm glad that they're expanding into um, areas that they've not done in the past, mm-hmm. especially 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 for this book. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, okay well, thank uh, you for everything, know, Lindsay. Of course. Let me know if you have any more questions, and then we'll get started on the info, the info to list. It'll be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. So you'll reach out to the people that we talk to that are kind of yours, and I'll reach out yes. to mine, and Kelly will reach out to hers. And yes. if we end up with more than 30, then we'll just say, well, which ones are going to get the hard copy and which one will be beyond that. Yeah, perfect. Is that right? Yep. Okay. All right, you go. I gotta go get another kid from school. You have a wonderful weekend. You too. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.